In dark times, in difficult times, your faith needs to go deep. Your roots need to go deep. Hear me out. You don't have time for a comfortable faith because a comfortable faith becomes a shallow faith. A shallow faith cannot sustain and cannot go through any storms or struggles. The moment you go through storms and struggles and you have shallow faith, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're going to give up. You're going to jump ship. Why? Because you were never anchored. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Andrew Ramon Show. I'm so happy to be with you guys. Another Monday, another day. Look at us. Look at us. It's like Paul Rudd in that Hot Wings episode. Look at us. Just look at us making it another week. We made it. Like, we made it. We're, we're starting off another week. Do you start on Mondays, technically, or is that on Sundays? As Kanye says, the strong start on Sunday. But regardless, it is Monday if you're listening to this as it comes out. But regardless, whatever day you're listening to this... I'm with you today, man. We got new episodes every single week. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Do the whole laundry list, whether it be on... um, Follow us on Instagram, man. We're growing a little bit there. New content, you know, every week. Good stuff. Have you listened to the last conversations of success story? Yo, these last three weeks have been good. Like, no joke. I know we're going to get to the episode in a second. Don't quit on me. But man, I got to put a plug for my guest, Kong Min Lee. Fantastic conversation about politics and culture. We definitely uh, touched on some touchy subjects, but great. Who else did we have? We had the one Keon, a hip hop artist. Great, great guy. Uh, who else did we have? We had God Behind Bars, Isaac Holt. Fantastic guy sharing us about what God's doing in, in prison ministry. Pretty crazy stuff. Well, without spending any more time on that, today's going to be deep. We say that every episode, but I really, really mean it. We're not going to waste a lot of time. I want to actually start reading a famous verse. Now, I want to put some context before I actually read this verse. You guys know that I'm a committed Christian. That's I follow Jesus. That's my passion. That's my aim is to be like Jesus and follow Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior. Now, this podcast is designed to help you, regard if you're a Christian or not, see what the Christian perspective looks like, right? As best as I as I can represent it, as biblically as I can represent it, how do you live for Jesus in a, in a practical and relevant way in today's world? So you might not have a faith listening to this podcast, or you might actually have faith in Jesus. Regardless, though, I do believe that this episode will actually give you hope and encouragement. And I really I really ask you to stay stick with me throughout the, the entire episode because it will truly be a blessing for you. This verse is extremely famous. It's found in John chapter 1, actually verses 1 through right around verse 5. Now this verse you might have heard very famously stated on during Christmas, right? You have a little kid saying, in the beginning was the word, in the word was with God, in the word was God, right? Okay, so I'm going to actually read those verses and then we're going to get right into it. So it says John 1 chapter, um, yeah, chapter 1 verse 1 through 5. It says, in the beginning was the word. Now this is powerful, In the beginning was the word. The word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. But then it says something interesting after that. It says, he was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were created and nothing was created without him. Then go to verse five. The apostle John says something interesting there. He says, this light, 
talking about Jesus, shines in the darkness and the darkness has not been able to extinguish it. Wow, everyone goes, oh my gosh, that's so cute, right? Because the little kid's like, in the darkness has not been able to extinguish it. I was like, oh, little Jimmy, way to go sharing his little verse during Christmas. Look, we all maybe are familiar with, uh, with this verse. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, you read the title of the episode, that the darkness has not been able to overcome or extinguish this light. Now, this light being who? Well, being Jesus. Now, these verses are very exciting. They're they're powerful. But oftentimes, as many verses in the Bible, we just reread them many times without truly knowing the depth and the power behind them. Because when we know the depth and the power behind them, that's when it truly starts having an impact in our lives. Think about it like this. Truth is the only thing with power. Did you know that lies don't have power? Yeah. Truth is the only thing with power. Now, if you believe the lies to be true, that's when you give them power. But by themselves, lies don't really have any power to affect you unless you believe them to be true, unless you kind of make them true per se. That's when they have power. But truth is the only thing that has power. Now, here's what's important is for it to have power in your life, you have to believe it. Because truth is truth regardless if you agree with it or you disagree with it. But for it to have power in your life, you actually have to agree with it. You have to put your, I guess, your faith behind it. Now, here's the reason I'm saying this is because now, as this verse said in verse five, is that the darkness has not been able to extinguish it. Now, this darkness has been here since since the fall, since Genesis chapter three, when Adam and Eve fell, darkness, aka sin, aka death, the devil, the whole shebang, has been in town for a long, long time. Sad news is it's getting darker. The days are truly getting darker. I mean, just think about the news. Every day there are bad news. What are we? I don't even know if we're going to be in war with Russia. If you haven't been getting updated with Ukraine, I haven't because I was just like, man, that sounds overwhelming. Whether it be with China, whether it be like all the drama here in the U.S. or whatever uh, country that you're in, there's darkness, man. It's the truth. And can I give you a reality check? It's not going to get any brighter from here. It's truly just going to get darker. Now, don't worry about it. This is not a depressing episode because it's actually going to give you hope. I said that, right? But sometimes you kind of have to give the bad news before you can give the good news. So we're living in dark times. We're going to continue to live in dark times. As it gets so often used uh, in Christian circles, the words of of when you go through a storm or when you go through a season of trial or through the desert— there's a lot of truth in that because when it's dark times and there'll be a lot of trials and persecution and I mean, one thing is being made fun of, but even on earth right now around the world, maybe not so much in the US, but you have that happen in the Middle East, China, you know, Asia, the continent or so, there are Christians being persecuted for their faith, actually giving up their lives. And we've done episodes about that already, but it's, it's getting like, it's getting serious, man. The world is going crazy. But hey, here we are every Monday, right? Making an episode, trying to survive to see how we we make best use of this time. The darker the times get, the more that you have to take your faith seriously. I've said this before. I don't have time to waste. Why the heck will I be doing podcasts every week for something that's not true or for something that I'm not convinced about? Like, honestly, what a waste of time. I do realize I actually just came back from a trip. 
um, not too long ago. And I got a brand new mug, by the way, a word from our sponsors. Get yourself a mug from Colorado. That's right. I, I went to Breckenridge again, which if you f- follow this podcast, I I think we've we've been to Breckenridge already through the, our podcast journey. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Got to celebrate a good friend. We went kind of went for his birthday. We tried skiing. I'm sure I'm going to do an episode on the life lessons from skiing. Y- you know, I'm a content creator. Like I have to take content from literally everything. Like the life lessons of how skiing down the mountain will help you become a better person. I don't know. I'll make something up about that. But Colorado, this is a brand new mug that I got. Finally, it has been a long time since I've gotten a mug. But this is, in fact, it. All right, back to the episode. Thank you so much. And by the way, if you want to like to sponsor, go to GoFundMe. Actually, forget GoFundMe. By the way, have y'all heard of what happened with GoFundMe? So this is crazy. If, you, if you're not really in tune with what's going on around the world. So in Canada right now, I think it's called the... Um, convoy freedom or the freedom of convoy or something that a, a lot of truckers are protesting the mandates, the vaccine mandates in Canada. And they're actually like staying in the Capitol. Um, like they're packing the streets. I mean, a bunch of bunch of protests and they're all peaceful protests uh, from what I've heard. I'm, maybe there's a few incidents here and there, but truly it's been a peaceful protest, a legitimate protest uh, that we're seeing and GoFundMe, uh, GoFundMe account was open to support those who are protesting. And actually about $9 million were raised for truckers. Now, all these are truckers, right? Uh, people that make all their living by driving, by doing the hard work, and now they're protesting for that they have to get vaxxed. Well, fast forward, GoFundMe has now canceled. Now, I, I, let me walk you through this timeline. It's interesting to talk about dark times. So, GoFundMe, if, if they ever cancel a page, they'll refund the, uh, the the donors immediately. Well, this time, they canceled the page. This is $9 million. And they said that they would redistribute the $9 million to, quote, unquote, appropriate charitable causes of their choosing. I'm sorry, what? That's right. They said, actually, those $9 million, we don't agree with the politics of this convoy. We're going to label them as dangerous and as right-wing extremists, and we're not going to give them $9 million. And actually, we're not going to give it back to you. We're just going to give them to charities of our choice. Well, there was such an uproar from the donors that they actually, (laughs) GoFundMe is like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. And they actually gave back the $9 million. Just absolutely crazy, man, the times that we're living in. They're getting darker, man. They're getting darker. Now, here is the point. Here's the crux of the matter. In dark times, in difficult times, your faith needs to go deep. Your roots need to go deep. Hear me out. You don't have time for a comfortable faith because a comfortable faith becomes a shallow faith. A shallow faith cannot sustain and cannot go through any storms or struggles. The moment you go through storms and struggles and you have shallow faith, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're going to give up. You're going to jump ship. Why? Because you were never anchored. Your ship is going to, well, get shipwrecked because you were never anchored to anything. In this episode, I actually want to go through a dark time in church history. Actually, within give you context of this very famous verse of when John wrote that the darkness has not been able to extinguish the light. It sounds like something obvious now, right? He's talking about the light of Jesus 2,000 years later. Here we are, still believers, and Christianity is the most... Uh, renowned faith around the world with billions of of supposed followers. Wow, that's amazing. So it sounds easy. Of course, the light has not been able to, ex- the, the darkness hasn't been able to extinguish it. But do we know the context of when John actually wrote this? Because when we understand the context of when John actually wrote this, I think it gives us faith. 
He gives us faith and it allows us to see how relevant our faith is. Do you realize that your faith can influence every single day of your life and can actually dramatically change your life and the life of others? I know a lot of us have made our faith a hobby, something that we just do on Sundays, on Wednesday nights, something maybe maybe in youth group every so often, and it's kind of our hobby. We have a Christian life, and then we have our, our, our normal life, and then every so often we'll go to church, and we'll say all the right stuff. We've talked about the, the Christian jargon we all know, but that's not actually deep faith. That's comfortable faith. I'm sorry, but your faith in Jesus has power. Jesus actually is relevant and can transform your life and the lives of others around you. So this is why I want to read this verse. Think about the first disciples. Like, I'm talking about the 12, or I guess the 11. Mine is Judas, right? And then he was replaced. Think about the first disciples. I mean, Jesus resurrected, right? And then he spends another 40 days with them. So this is going great. I mean, there was like the letdown in in the crucifixion, then the resurrection. They're like, wow, Jesus is amazing. He's God. This is great. He spends 40 days and then he leaves. He ascends. And, but before he ascends, he says, hey guys, don't leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes. Okay, cool. So Jesus died and rose during Easter, which is celebrated by in April. The Holy Spirit descended on Pentecost, which is celebrated in May. Imagine that. You have about one month of waiting. One month. I know, for us, we just flip the page, right? Acts chapter one, Acts chapter two, we flip the page and boom, the Holy Spirit descended. But it wasn't so for them. It was a whole month. I mean, imagine that, just the longest that they had been without Jesus, it's a whole month. And they're like, um... So did Jesus actually say to stay in Jerusalem? Or did he say like, like later we should go preach and then come back to Jerusalem or what exactly? Have you ever experienced those moments of confusion when you're like, did God actually tell me that? Like did God actually say, finish college first and then focus on my business? Or did he say, focus on my business and do my college first? Did he say, date this person now or wait until later? Or did he say, actually, wait, 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 I, I want you to hold up going to that university right now because I want you to do this first. Or was it the other way around? And have you ever had those confusions? Because it's interesting. Jesus never said, hey, he, their Holy Spirit is coming on the day of Pentecost. No, no, he actually just said in a few days. Man, those few days were kind of long, don't you think? Have you ever been in those few days where like, God's instruction takes a little bit longer than you're prepared for. Like that moment when you like, I know I heard God, but he never told me when. <laughs> I know God told me there's going to be breakthrough in my life, but he never really told me when. Soon the breakthrough will come. Soon. A lot of words are like that, right? Prophetic words. Soon. Yeah, but like when exactly though? Because Jesus said in a few days, holy coop. 30 a month is a long time without really knowing anything. I want to encourage you. During dark times, sometimes the night can feel longer. Sometimes God's word can feel like, will it fail? Will what God told me about my family, about my relationships, about my education, about me personally, actually fail? Was God wrong? Is God late? Well, as Lord of the Rings says, I'm... A wizard is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he meets you, which I think is very applicable to God. I think God is never late, nor is he early. He moves right on time. So this is interesting. This is a moment, and maybe there's someone right here that needs to listen to this. 
Maybe God's told you something. God's already told you that, man, you're going to be set free from this addiction and, and you're going to be set free from this. And, and it's it's time for this new move in your life. And I know I'm talking a little abstractly because I don't know your situation, but I, I believe that God will show you and the Holy Spirit will show you as I'm talking about this. But then it hasn't happened yet on the time that you said. Like how difficult are those few days, especially for the disciples, those days of waiting, those days of uncertainty. But then the Holy Spirit comes. Boom, power. The church is born. This is amazing. I mean, think about being in the, being the disciples. I want you just to put yourself in their shoes. You've lived with Jesus. Now he resurrects. Now he ascends. So it's like, wow, anything is possible. And then he, then he says, hey, wait in Jerusalem to receive power. And then you're like, okay, actually, it's a little bit longer than I thought. And then boom, the Holy Spirit comes. The church is born. Peter's like preaching like mad, bro. He's got the best sermons. He's got like millions of followers on TikTok. Okay, fine. They didn't have TikTok, but you, you get the point. The church is born, bro. It's amazing. But then things get tougher. Persecution starts happening. Like, isn't it fun when everything just works like you want to? Like, isn't it fun when everyone's like super nice? Oh, you're a Christian dude. That's so dope. Oh my gosh. Can you pray for me, bro? And then you feel like that urge. Man, I'm going to pray for this person. And you're like, bro, can I pray for you? Bro, that's exactly what I've been. I've been praying all last night. God, if you're real, show me a sign. And now you're obedient to God and you pray for me. And, and I'm just like set free. Isn't that just so cool when things really work out? Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, but things got tougher for the disciples. Yeah, it wasn't all nice. I mean, actually, one of the most convincing facts about the authenticity of the disciples and the apostles were that there was persecution and they kept going. You see, here's the point. No one dies for something that they know is a lie. Someone might die for something that they believe is true, but it's actually a lie. But no one dies for something that they know is a lie. They were convinced of what they experienced with Jesus. They were convinced. I mean, Jesus lived with them. He They experienced his crucifixion, but then his resurrection, his healing power. I mean, they, they saw it all. They, they lived it. So they were convinced of it. And imagine that. I mean, imagine the passion and energy. Actually, in the first chapters of Acts, the Bible tells us what's going on with the church. They're, they're, they're healing the sick. I mean, John himself, the one who wrote that this, that the darkness will never extinguish the light was there with Peter when they, when they gave, um, the walking ability, you know, through God's power to the lame person at the gate, when they said, I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have is this in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I mean, wow. Who is not pumped? Who doesn't like victory? Yeah. About that. That's not always life, is it? It's not always the highest. It's not always the going to the Christian conference and feeling like, wow, I'm in the middle of everyone and everyone loves me here and this is amazing. Sometimes things get real. What happens when you start facing opposition? What happens when your faith gets in the way? Oof. I'm going to let that sit. What happens when believing in Jesus is no longer convenient? no longer popular. When you're starting to get interrogated like these disciples, all of a sudden they were getting interrogated. All of a sudden they were getting beaten. Imagine that first time when one of the first disciples got beaten. They say they counted as joy. Imagine a little bit the shock, like, oh, wow. Because Jesus said that. Jesus said, if they persecute me, they'll persecute you even more. They'll hate you. The disciples are, oh, wow, that's, that's kind of crazy until it actually happened. And they're like, wow, God, what an honor to be persecuted for you. Things started going down the hill for the church 
in terms of persecution, not in, ter- not in terms of, of impact. In fact, the persecution made the church have a greater impact. But I want you to put yourself in their shoes. Imagine Stephen. Do you remember Stephen? The first disciple murdered. Martyred. Imagine the hit and the impact of that. Everything's going great. You're seeing healings. You're seeing resurrections. You're seeing the gospel shared. And then they tell you that Stephen has been stoned to death. Wow. In fact, the moment they killed Stephen, the Bible says that there was an, an immense persecution that broke out through all the region against the the disciples and against Christians. Everyone except the apostles were scattered throughout the empire of Judea and Samaria. Because when things get rough, people people scatter. Huh. Here's my encouragement to you. I honestly don't know how rough things will get in our lifetime or if we're talking about persecution here in the U.S. I, I don't know. But all I know is Think times are getting dark. And whether it's as simple as standing for your faith when someone ridicules you or or not compromising on your values from what you know is right or as difficult as actually pers- real life persecution, times are getting dark, but we can actually take hope from the disciples. You can imagine the seriousness of the situation. What a shock. Stephen has been murdered. I mean... I'm sorry to take this episode kind of dark, but you have to understand the shock of that because everything's great, right? I mean, people are being interrogated and then beaten, but then killed. You know where Stephen is going. He saw the glory of Jesus, but still, gosh, you can imagine that, can't you? You know, we don't hear much of the apostle John who wrote the letters of John after that. According to tradition, um, John was arrested in Ephesus. And then later he was he faced martyrdom when the, when his um, captors tried to throw him into a boiling uh, bowl, not a bowl, but a boiling, what would you call them? Pot of boiling oil. Wow. That's pretty intense. However, according to tradition, he miraculously survived and then he was exiled to the island of Patmos. And that is southern of the uh, Aegean Sea. Now, in this island is where he later actually slaved and then died, the only disciple to have a peaceful, quote-unquote, peaceful death. And that's in the island where he, you can read in the first chapters of Revelation, that's when he received the revelation of, that we know as, well, revelation of the, of the coming of the second advent of Jesus. This is where it hit me, guys. And, and I hope I'm communicating correctly. I want to have deep roots. I want to have roots that say, okay, God, regardless of what comes, I'm going to follow you. Because the book of John, they say, was possibly written in the year 85 um, after Christ. So if Jesus was crucified right around 33 AD, let's just say that, uh, then about you know 50, 50 years later, the book of John was written. His eyewitness account was, was put together. Now, by that time, they had already killed Peter and Paul. 
So Stephen dies, Peter's killed, Paul is killed in Rome. In the year 67 to 68 AD is when you had the persecutions of the emperor Nero, which was one of the worst. They used to um, throw Christians in Colosseums being eaten by wild animals or tie them into poles and, and actually burn them alive and use them as, as light during the night. It's, it's absolutely horrendous stuff. So in those moments, when Peter's killed, Paul is killed, persecutions of Nero, John is now exiled after trying to be boiled alive. In spite of all that, that's when he writes the words that this light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not been able to extinguish it. Now, I don't know you, but definitely my life has not been as dark as that. And there are still moments when I wonder, God, am I doing the right thing? But no matter how dark the times, the light of Christ will always shine through. Next time you read this verse, know the context. Because when you understand the context, you better understand the content. After everything John had gone through, he still said, the darkness has not overcome it. And here we are today, right? Believing in Christ, having the opportunity to follow this Messiah. What about your life? I know, a little dramatic. Probably your day is not going to go as bad as John's life. But that doesn't mean there are not dark days ahead. What's your choice? Will you actually allow Jesus to shine through your life? Or will you get timid? Will you say, oh, this is too much. The darkness has won. No, it hasn't. It will never be able to extinguish the light of Jesus. Maybe you find yourself like John. You've had a rough life per se, obviously not like his, but now you find yourself in an insignificant moment in your life. You feel frustrated. You're in college. Not Things aren't going like you meant. You thought you were going to be in a different place in your life by now. You're like, man, I would have been married by now, or I should have been already finished by this with this degree, or have more money, or have a better house. I'm in an insignificant place, like the little island of Patmos that no one really knew about, and they just kind of send the, the unimportant and prisoners and people they want to get rid of to. Well, don't forget that in that insignificant place, John received his greatest revelation. You see, sometimes in the most, quote-unquote, insignificant season in our lives, God can speak the most. The choice is yours, though. Because in those moments, in our, quote-unquote, island of Patmos, we have a choice. A choice to just slave away and put our head in our sand, or a choice to draw near. Draw near to the only light that will help us see through the darkness ahead. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There are dark days ahead. But the good news is that no matter the darkness, it will never extinguish the light of Jesus. We'll see you in the next episode of The Andrew Amon Show.